Each choice we make moves us toward fear or love. On my Life and Laughter podcast, we'll talk about those choices and learn how to attract more love and connection and laughter. This is Perry Kinder. Let's get started. Hey, Life and Laughter listeners. Thank you so much for joining me, Perry Kinder, on my podcast today. I appreciate you tuning in and for all the love. So thank you so much. And today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the importance of laughter. It's kind of kind of my thing. And I've talked about this before on a previous podcast, but do you remember the first time you consciously laughed out loud? How old were you? Who were you with? And what were you doing? For me, it was with my mom. I was homesick from school one day and we were watching a Jerry Lewis movie called Sad Sack and she laughed so hard and I wanted to recreate that moment for the rest of my life. I was probably six or seven, just a little kid, watching my mom laugh, and it, it just made made my world. I re- remembered it for all these years. She also liked to read Irma Bombeck, and if you don't know who that is, she, is, she was a great humor writer. She wrote about family and children, and she really resonated with the generation of my moms. And I love to watch her read those books because she would just laugh out loud. And that's kind of what turned me on to being a humor writer myself is watching my mom laugh and thinking, I can do that. I can make, I can make my mom laugh. And I did for many years. But there's an energy in laughter. There's a purpose for laughter. It isn't just something fun that we do. Laughter is a very valuable part of our lives. I don't think we use it nearly enough. And I'm going to use the acronym of laugh to talk about the ways that laughter can help heal us and help us move forward, being better people. So the L in laugh is to let go. Laughter helps us unclench the grip that we hold on our lives, that grip that we think gives us some sense of control, which it really doesn't. And this concept really came home to me a few years ago when our family was really struggling. It was just a shit show and nothing was going right. I, I just couldn't get it together. Things were out of my control. I had nothing to, I was faced with a situation that I couldn't, I couldn't deal with well, and it could very easily have destroyed a lot of our relationships. I was a mess, but I was not going to act like I was a mess. I continued at work. I did my several jobs. I interacted like a human being. And I buried all of that fear and anger and sadness and worry deep, deep down. If it started to raise its head, I'd smack it down like I was playing a game of whack-a-mole. Get back there. I'm not going to feel with you. I'm not going to deal with you today. I went through my days with a clenched jaw and stomach cramps, trying not to let any emotion escape because I knew that once I let it loose, I would completely fall apart. Tom, my husband, has this ongoing fantasy about me crying in his arms. I don't, I don't know why. He's such a Nicholas Sparks kind of guy, which is sweet, but it wasn't going to happen. Not, not in this lifetime. But one night, Tom suggested that we go to a comedy club. We love to go to Wise Guys. Shout out to Wise Guys. Go. It's fun. It's, it's a great time. And we, and he wanted us to go because we both needed to lighten up. We both needed to bring some laughter into our lives. We're huge fans of live comedy, and we see comedy shows on a regular basis, but I did not want to go. There was nothing to laugh about, and I didn't want to waste my time sitting with a bunch of strangers when I'd rather stay home wrapped in a blanket eating chocolate chip cookies. But Tom was adamant. Well, he wasn't adamant because he would let me stay home and binge on cookies if that's what I really wanted to do, 
but he strongly suggested that we go. I think he was so tired of watching me alternately storm and mope around the house that he would do anything to pull me out of that. So I reluctantly changed out of my yoga pants. I put on jeans, I plastered a fake smile on my face, and we drove to the club. Once we were there, Tom bought me a margarita, hoping it would loosen me up. I drank it with no intention of loosening up. I was not happy, and I would not be happy. If you've ever been to a comedy club, you know the first few acts are usually up-and-coming comedians trying out their material and basically being horribly vulnerable. Well, the first guy was awful. Nothing he said was funny. I crossed my arms and glared in Tom's direction to let him know I was not having fun. Wasn't going to happen. The second and third opening acts came out and performed their hearts out, all with no support from me. I refused to laugh. There was nothing funny. Tom leaned over to ask if I wanted to leave. He sensed he might have made a mistake. Oh, oh no, I said. You wanted to bring me here. We're staying. Yeah, nothing passive aggressive about that. He ordered another round of margaritas. Finally, the headliner took the stage. He had appeared on every comedy show, late night talk show, and every prestigious comedy venue in the world, blah, 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 blah. Tom carefully reached over to take my hand, which made me uncross my arms. I let my hand hang limply in his. He was probably trying very hard not to yank me out and take me to the lobby for a spanking, like when I misbehaved at church when I was seven years old. The headliner continued his routine. I sat there radiating anger in his direction. And then he said something so unexpectedly funny that laughter just kind of spurted. <clears throat> like, you don't mean to laugh. It just happens. And then suddenly I was laughing. I was laughing so hard my cheeks hurt. I was laughing so hard I couldn't catch my breath. I was laughing so hard that I started to cry. And then I couldn't stop crying. All those weeks of buried emotion rose up like deep down lava vomit spewing from the depths of my broken soul. Tom glanced at me and realized I was sobbing uncontrollably and he grabbed his jacket thinking I would definitely want to leave now. But I shook my head. I needed, I needed to be there. I needed to stay. I was laughing again and then I was crying and then I was laughing and then crying because emotion is emotion. They're also closely intertwined. You can feel anger and love. You can feel frustration and joy. You can feel happiness and sadness. And once the fountain of emotion is open, all kinds of feelings can move out of your body. It's like Pandora's box where all the grief, pain, fear, and heartache is exposed and thrown out into the world, leaving hope behind to heal our hearts. When I left the comedy club, nothing in my situation had changed, but I had changed. I understood how devastated I'd been, how much I'd been closing myself off from people who love and care about me. And the next Monday, I told my boss what was going on, and he was, he was crazy understanding. He knew something was up, because I'd been off for a long time, and that made me cry even more. Did I mention that I hate, I hate crying? I'm not the type of person who pretty cries with a soft focus lens and silk tissues, you know, dabbing my cheeks, dabbing my tears. I full-on ugly cry. My face turns red and blotchy. My nose runs. My makeup smears. My mouth gets all weird. You don't want your boss to see you looking like roadkill. But that's where I was. Think about what you're hiding from yourself. Be honest about it. Find a way to laugh. Find a way to let that go.
the A in laughter, authentic connections. Laughter is interactive. When we're laughing together, we usually lean toward each other. We usually make eye contact. We look at the other person's smile. We listen to their laugh. We feed off their energy. We want to make sure, we watch them to make sure they're laughing at what we think is funny. If you've ever watched a TV show or a movie or a video by yourself and then watched it with somebody that you care about, a friend or a family member, it's so much funnier when it's with somebody else and you watch them during those parts that really resonated with you, that really made you laugh. If they don't laugh at the right time, it's like, what, what kind of human are you? Why aren't you laughing? That's hilarious. Because you want to have that interaction, that authentic connection with somebody. Laughter is a bridge that crosses all cultures, all backgrounds, all ethnicities. Have you ever shared a laugh with a total stranger and suddenly felt very close to them? And you feel better about humanity in general, if only for a moment. Disclaimer, this has to be pure, wholehearted laughs of joy. There are different types of laughter. There's mocking laughter, mean, superior, sarcastic laughter. True connection cannot be mean-spirited. It has to be based in joy. Think about when you fall in love. You're absolutely giddy. Everything makes you smile. Everything makes you laugh. You're brimming with optimism. Your regular laughing can strengthen any relationship with your spouse, with your children, with your coworkers. So I suggest scheduling regular laughing times with people important to you. Maybe challenge your kids to find a new joke to tell during a Sunday dinner. Watch funny movies with your kids. Share a funny story from your day with your spouse. Go to a comedy club. Watch funny cat videos and old Saturday Night Live sketches. There's real power in laughing as a group. Ask any stand-up comedian. They feed off the energy of laughter in a club. If it's not there, they're not enjoying themselves. It's pretty tough. But when they're laughing, when that energy is there, when that authentic connection is made with the audience, it is unstoppable. It is life-changing. Learn to laugh at yourself. The best connection you can create with laughter is with your own mind. Don't take yourself so freaking seriously. Laugh at your mistakes. Still learn from them, but laugh. You're human. You're not a robot. Well, maybe. Maybe you're a robot listening to this. If you are, hello. Laughing releases really good chemicals into your brain and even acts as an antidepressant for a short period of time. Think back to the time that you smiled at a cashier or a waitstaff, someone in the waitstaff, and they returned that smile. Instant connection. You. Upshift your energy. Every living thing in this world is vibrating with energy. Every person, planet, animal, rock, ocean, mountain, everything is vibrating at its own frequency. If you think of the energy of a five-year-old, how high is their energy vibrating? You can almost see their bodies sparking with joy. You can always feel when you're around someone with a high energy. They exude joy, optimism, and kindness. They're sincere in their happiness. Doesn't mean they haven't had challenges, but they've decided not to wallow in the misery of their own mud. And you've probably, on the other side, also experienced energy vampires at some point. These people who seem to suck the life out of the room. They complain, they're miserable, they whine all the time, nothing makes them happy. They always find exactly what's wrong with the situation. Their energy is vibrating at such a low frequency that they need to suck your energy to feel sustained. If you've ever had an interaction with someone that left you totally exhausted, you've been the victim of energy vampirey. 
I'm learning to consciously pull myself out of those low energy times. When I'm mopey, grumpy, tired, irritable, whiny, it gets to the point where even I don't want to be around me. Instead of watching the news or scrolling through Twitter or Facebook, which never, never helps, I listen to stand-up comedy while I get ready in the morning for work. I listen to audiobooks written by people like Tina Fey and David Sedaris and Amy Poehler, so I laugh all the way to work. I make a conscious choice to feed myself joy. You can usually feel when your energy needs to be recharged, and it's funny because when you feel low, the last thing you want to do is laugh. That's where I was at the comedy club. I had decided to be miserable. I had decided I was going to hang out with low vibration energy for the foreseeable future. But once I decided to knock that shit off, it was a complete 180 in my attitude, my demeanor, my interactions with other people. Everything changed. It was like a weight had lifted off my shoulders. That's an upshift in energy. You're going to have blue days, days that you want to stay wrapped in blankets watching Netflix for hours. But if that's an everyday situation, you might want to talk to a therapist or a counselor. But if it only happens once in a while, you just need a natural energy boost. And sometimes that's just laughter. G. Laughter grounds us in the moment. Laughter is immediate and present. It's very hard to laugh and not be in the moment. Maybe if you don't get the joke and you laugh two days later, that's a different situation. But usually, you're going to laugh it, when you hear the joke. You're going to laugh when something funny happens. You're going to laugh just because it's funny. Laughter is a forcing of conscious awareness. We spend so much of our time living unconsciously. We do and say things by rote, by habit, by routine. I tell my yoga students all the time that we practice being present in yoga so we can practice being present in our lives. How often do you have a conversation with your spouse, child, coworker, and realize you didn't hear a single word they said? How often do you get home from work without even remembering the ride or how you got home and you're completely sober? How many moments of our lives do we spend figuratively asleep? Laughter wakes us up from sleepwalking through our lives. If only for a moment we laugh, we connect, and we're here, fully present, fully accounted for, fully in the moment. Laughter grounds us in the now. And H, happiness. Laughter creates happiness. People spend their entire lives thinking they'll laugh when they're finally happy. That's just not the way it works. You have to laugh first. Marie Osmond once said, if you're going to be able to look back on something and laugh about it, you might as well laugh about it now. Which not only makes us be present about it, but it makes us not take ourselves so seriously. We are hardwired to laugh. It's one of the first milestones as a baby that we look for. If you've ever, ever had a, your own child or a, a sibling or a cousin and they're little and you're trying to make them laugh, they're maybe two or three months old, and that first laugh you get from them, it makes you glow. And you try to keep repeating that and repeating it because learning how to laugh is such a fundamental part of who we are, learning how to smile and interact with the people who love us. You know, lots of animals laugh. Parrots laugh. Dolphins laugh. Chimps laugh. 
Um, dogs even laugh. They do that panting laughter. Gorillas laugh and elephants laugh, which makes me love elephants even more. Baby elephants will giggle like a human baby and adult elephants will trumpet with their trunks when they find something amusing. I just love that. And everything that animals do that is laughter is based in play. These animals play all the time. It's their full-time job. We're inherently playful as kids. It's our full-time job to be to have fun. That's what we're supposed to do. We grow up and we forget that it's still our full-time job to have fun and to laugh and to play. And you think of all the years before recorded comedy, before recorded jokes, you know, maybe cavemen, go back to the cavemen days. What did they laugh about? And what did they find funny? What did they, what did they use to interact with each other in a humorous sort of way? I don't even, I can't even imagine. If you've you've ever started laughing for no reason, you're at that level where laughter is just a part of your everyday life, where just something strikes you funny for no reason and you laugh about it. As you bring more laughter into your life, you'll find your happiness level automatically raises. Laughter is such an engaging, valuable part of our lives that we don't use enough and it's free. You know, it's not gonna cost you a prescription. It's not gonna cost you a doctor's appointment. It might cost you a ticket to the comedy club. It might cost you an audible download, but it's basically free. You can laugh for no reason at all. So now I'm going to ask you again. Think about the last time you laughed. A wholehearted, joyful laugh. How old were you? Hopefully it was recently. The last time that you laughed. Who were you with? What were you laughing at? If you can't think of a time recently that you laughed out loud, you need to get on it. You need to break out your old comedy albums, find a new stand-up comedian, find a funny book, find a joke. Bring that laughter back into your life. So L, laughter lets us let go. A, create authentic connections. U, it upshifts our energy. G, it grounds us in the moment. And H, it increases our happiness. Laughter is defiance in the face of fear and worry. It's laughter that allows hope to settle into the soul. So go out there and laugh, folks. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. If you want to become a monthly subscriber, a monthly supporter, you can do it for as little as $4.99 a month or as much as a million dollars a month. I'm not going to limit you. I'm not going to put a cap on that. You do what you do. Thank you so much for my monthly supporters. Thank you for my listeners. This has been so much fun for me, and I just enjoy every moment of it. Please come back and listen again. Have a beautiful day. Do you want more life and laughter? Check out my blog at lnlcoaching.com and find me on Instagram and Facebook at Life and Laughter Coaching. See you again soon.